DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. All right, man, we're back. What's up, man? We're missing, we're, we're missing our hombre. Missing our homie, man. We're yeah. going to have to drink one extra one for him. I know, so... We're going to tip um, my 12 to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jose's not here today, unfortunately, but um, no. he, is, he has missed um, his day job called, so it yeah. is what it is. And uh, we just said, man, we can't roll this one. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we gotta, we, we've I mean, got Josh we with us, so we can yeah. we can get an we can get a, 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 a third opinion if necessary. <laughs> yeah, for sure on it. But uh, so today, you know, it's interesting. I've had I had three people ask me today because you know I I first of all I got this great um, shot glass from Kayla Watley. She yeah. got me this, and um, remember I made you that glass. It looks and, very, yeah, it looks exactly yeah, like that. So this is a, yeah. so a that's shot basically glass. like a. I wonder is that like a pint sized bottle. That they make, of course. No, I think they make. They actually made. They just they manufactured these um, because it's like it's like perfectly centered right there on that. So, but it's uh, uh, that same blue glass. And I was my wife helped helped her out with it, um, and uh, I thought it was it was it was really good. And so, but I had said, oh, good. I said I'm going to use it tonight. We have tequila talk, and she's like, what do you what do you guys do that? I said, you don't listen to it, and she's like, no. And I was going to say, well, we talk about you, but, um, you know, I didn't, but, uh, I told her, I said, we just talk. That's yeah. all we do. I yeah. said, we talk about, uh, uh, having families. We talk about, uh, life. We talk about jobs. We talk about work. It's just pretty much anything that you would talk about once you kind of get loose, you yeah. know? And, and we also try different tequilas because people like tequilas. They want to know which, because people always ask me, you know, what tequila should I get? Or I'll get a call. Hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but I got a party this weekend. And, <laughs> you know, uh, what kind of tequila? I'm like, okay, well, who's coming? Get any Mexicans coming? No, okay, here's what you're gonna do. You well, gonna go I, get- now that you bring that up, I've noticed something. So, like, I'm bad about me and the wife and the kids. We're, I'm, we're bad about going to Mexican restaurant. Here's why: a lot of times, um, we can get the kids sit down and just give them some chips and salsa, and they chill out. It's a better environment than having to sit there. And, I feel like they're almost spoiled now because we go into any restaurant, they're extremely impatient because oh. they're like 20 or 30 minutes. They're like. Where's the food? Yeah. You know, because normally they have chips and stuff to mess yeah. with. But um, I've noticed that, like, the Hispanic m- market there, like, or anyone I talk to, like, they'll suggest things that I'm not in agreement with that's mm-hmm. good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'll still try stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I, um, I was I was at, uh, I think, the last one of the bottles I bought a while back, I was at um, uh, Kingston Market. Mm-hmm. And and there was a Mexican guy, you know, behind me. He's, uh, you know, that's tequila muy buen. I was like, yeah, it is. It's very good. <laughs> this one is very, very good. Of course, he had his, you know, his, uh, his uh, suitcase of, uh, of uh, Coors Corona's Light, you know. Yeah, Light, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's Sunday, so it's beer, or it's on Saturday, so it's beer day. But, um, uh, so, I, yeah, so a lot of people ask, and, and to me, I haven't found one I don't like. I have found one. We've ones. had one or two that was horrible. Well, I don't remember what it was. I, it's not that I didn't like it. He said I wouldn't drink it alone by yeah. itself. I would mix it with something else, you know? Now, I think the only one that we had that was a really bad, well, excuse me, I, I take that back. Um, uh, <laughs> mezcal, mezcal yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not my favorite. But um, the, uh, even that, like that 1800 that we had. Yeah, it wasn't was great. Like, it, it was 1800 in yeah, AO too. Yeah, but I think like, if you were to mix that with something, it might taste a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But today we got, so what we got, you brought, I brought the members mark reposado because we, you and I have been talking about this. I'd had it, but I, 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 mi- I was mixing it. So I haven't had it straight up at all. Mm-hmm. And I figured since, well, shout out first off to Cuban liquor because they've hooked us up um, on these next couple episodes. So shout out to them. So I have two great bottles from them. And then I brought the uh, members mark reposado just cause it's extremely um, low priced mm-hmm. and it should be good. Cause their silver is good. 
Yeah, I like their silver. In fact, that's my go-to. Yeah. That's just my regular well, that's what go-to. we use at the house to yeah. mix. Yeah, like, $22 and, yeah. for, you use know. Use lime juice, that, and, and maybe a little bit of, um, like, club soda or something, roll with it. Yeah, it's not a special occasion or anything. And so, you know, something like that. And I like if my son's in town or a special occasion, you know, I'll do something a little bit different. But I brought this to Centenario. And I was kind of really upset that Jose's not here. I know, because that was for Jose. This is the one he said that he liked. We'll just have to drink it again. Yeah, we'll just have to drink it in. This is the one he liked. And I found this at Sam's too. Okay. And it's about, I'm not going to say how much cheaper it is than other locations, but it's a pretty good price discount. And which is interesting too, because I wish we had a Costco here. Because have you seen how much tequila Costco has? I've never been. I have, I think I've, I don't know if I've ever been to Costco. Um. But I, mean, I may have been to one, I'm, but yeah, no, I have not looked at. They've got, sure. they've got the, um, they had the Cordelejo, um añejo, extra añejo. They have had like for how um, much? Because that shit's only going like for forty, like, only like forty five bucks. Well, that there's that big. Have you seen that Cordelejo, The big bottle. Um, it's in the box. It's golden. Has a di- completely different um, mm-hmm. marking and wrapping. I haven't seen that one. It, it's in packaging. I mean, um, no, it's beautiful, but it's like one hundred and sixty bucks. Where'd you see that one at? Uh, Cuban had one. Oh, I have to go back into it. Yeah, on. I was looking yeah. at that. I was like, "Damn, no, we're not." It's, like, it's looking like a firework package. Huh? Yeah, no, a big yeah, old box. that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's a really long bottle. Yeah, but anyways, well, yeah, I, I always like to go like when I go to um, uh, well, salute first. Let's go ahead and let's, try this. Let's get this is that repo salute. Josh, you want Josh? some? Yeah, you go for it. Uh, I let you pour for you. Okay, all right. Just like I tell my daughters, if you go out, you pour your own drinks. So, Mija, you pour your own drink. Okay, that's it's, it's good. <laughs> that was good it is surprisingly now after we go have the yeah, rest of these we have <laughs> else and go back to this shit it's gonna taste like rubbing alcohol <laughs> but initially I think it's always a good strategy for us, us to stop with the lo- start with the lowest end stuff yeah and, and, and that's funny too because I don't know who the distributor is for that the distiller but it's gotta be something good because that silver is always great and this is just that same silver aged, and it's always consistent. Yeah, and but just like that Centenario, um, I mean, they're able to get this stuff in bulk, so that's why you get it cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes when that happens, you get the quality goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not buying any Jose there. You can get a Jose there. You can get a like a a half gallon of Jose for like thirty six dollars, yeah. but I'm not drinking that shit. Okay, the second one was not as good. Oof. <laughs> what do, What do you think? Yeah, it's warm. I think it's just warm in general today. <laughs> That's not helping. Any. It's not warm. It's hot today. I tell you, this weather. I'm. I. I can't. I can't. I love the falls. The fall that we have here is like the two weeks of fall that we have. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I thought we were. That was starting last week. Well, they just gave us blue balls, man. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking. It started cooling off a little bit. I was like, hell yeah! In the evenings, it was cold, cool. Yes, in the morning, it had that nice. Yeah, nice fuck, it was like cool. sixty. Yeah, it was like it was fifty nine last week. Yeah, pink dawns, yeah. and it was like like hunting season. But hey, you know, we're in Louisiana, so it is what yeah, it is. That's crazy. And then, but um, when everyone everyone bitches when it's cold, and they complain when it's hot. There's like yeah. no in between here. And you know, I really I wish Jose was here because I mean for a lot of reasons. But I wanted there was something that I want to talk about on this one, and it's very interesting that the topic was brought up today. Quite a few times at our BNI meeting. What's that? I was talking to Cheryl the other day. I said, you know what? I said, next time we have um, tequila talk, I want to talk about all the bullying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the suicides yeah. that are coming off a result of it. And, and as parents, because like my kids are all old, but I have a grandchild. And I'm myself worried for 
what schools are going to go to? How yeah. are the kids going to be? You know, stuff like that. And then you look at, at all the bullying that's going on. And then you look at, um, uh, the, 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 the suicide as a result of it. And how come there's so much bullying? I don't understand. I don't know if it's just because people talk about it more than they did when we were in school because it was bullying when I was in school. Yeah. Well, no, I think that, well, yeah. I mean, I think that here's another thing. These, we've gotten soft, man. We've gotten soft. And I'm sorry, and I'm going to go there, and I don't care. We've gotten really soft. Um, I'm extremely militant with our kiddos, and it's like, um, that's for, for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I was picked on in school a little bit. When I was in middle school, I was a little overweight, and I was in band. I was a nerd, and I got my first fight because I got made fun of because I was fat. But, like, I feel like that's a... um. It's a pecking order thing, man. I think mm-hmm. it's part of life and society. If you're going to let someone overrun you, they will. There's always going to be someone that's yeah. going to bully you mm-hmm. if you're open to letting them do so, right. I think. So I think that it's just, a, I, I don't know. There's so, so much distance between parents and children now because they're so, they don't talk to their parents like they probably would have. And I know there's probably always been like, we didn't, I didn't talk to my mom about certain things or whatever, but like, there's a huge distance when they're in front of screens 24 seven and they're not having that interaction personal, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, so if something were to happen, it may get prolonged before there may be a buildup before something actually, you know, before, mm-hmm. and then it's too late. You know, right. like th- these kids taking their own lives and stuff. And I'm not saying, Oh, that's, you know, they should have been tougher. I'm just saying that I think that as society, we've gotten extremely soft. Right. And you know, and those individuals, there's always going to be someone that picks on someone. I mean, it just is what right. it is. And, right. But is your skin thick enough to take exactly. It? Or, or are you open to it? Like, are you right? Are you like, hey, I'm a target? Are you a target? Yeah. And what makes you a target? I think that's important. I think it's never talked about. They're like, we need to stop bullying. Well, why are you being bullied? Right. What is what is the what kind of attention are you giving that invites that bully to you? Right. And how do you circumvent that? So when you were bullied in school, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but and and I agree because I thought about that too, and I thought, you know what? I grew up, I grew up in a society, or at least when I was a kid, it was like, you could whoop somebody else's kids. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, hell yeah. and there was no talking back. There was no, um, uh, well, I have my own thoughts and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to take my own thoughts in and I'm going to have my, no, you behaved, but you got your butt kicked. Yeah. Okay. But also you had that, that sense of discipline and, and it's something that, that, uh, I think Chris Rock said, he said, you know, tone Get your ass kicked. Yeah, of course. Well, Some ooh. people don't know. Well, that's a good point because I tell our son that. I'm like, look, I really don't want to whoop your ass, but sometimes some smart ass remarks you're giving me, someone's going to whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's eight. So I don't really tell him that, you know, direct, but I'm just saying, like, you're going to act that way to the wrong person one day and they're going to check you and I'm not going to feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. You need to be respectful. You know, what now, am I- if, you know, if they, if it's some, if there's a reason for that, then okay, mm-hmm. but like having that certain tone, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's how it was because when we we're growing up, if I had a shit, if I come at you incorrect, like my mom, shit, she's beating your ass like, yep. on the spot. Yeah. It don't matter if it's in grocery store. Even if I didn't say, if I didn't say yes, ma'am or no, no, sir, mm-hmm. she would pick me up and take me to the bathroom and beat my ass and come back. Like I swear to God, every time we are, we don't beat us, we don't beat his ass. But my grandson, right, right, we're like, and he'll say, yeah, I say, excuse me, yeah. yes, ma'am, yes, sir. So we, but we teach them very young, right? So that way, you know, it's like that. When I was in kindergarten. I had to write, I will say yes, sir, 
when I'm called. My dad made me write it a hundred times. And you're from a military family. Yeah, too. a military family. So, yeah, and I don't know if he just wanted a nap and we needed quiet, so he yeah. said, here, write this a hundred times. But um, uh, so I always learned respect and always had respect for elders, for uh, bosses, things like that. Now, every now and then, yeah, I mouthed off to somebody, to a boss, something like that, and I got put in my place. But when I got older and I started working and I started going places, my um, foundation of respect for those who have come before me, they're in that position. Why? I don't know why. But because they're in that position and I'm in this position, right now I have to respect that. I can't come in like being like, okay, well, we're going to change everything because I'm here now. Yeah. And I don't like how you do that, so I'm going to do it this way. Okay? Well, that's not going to work. And a lot of times I think what happens is we, 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 we tell our kids a little too much that they're special. Yeah. Well, it's just that participation trophy era, right? And that's yeah. what we're lo- dealing with right now. So we're dealing with the, the children who, or the children of the children who are self-entitled, right? Which yeah. creates double entitlement, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, especially people my age and younger with children. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's a whole distance between them and their children. And also, they're great no matter what. They're great. And yes, of course, in your eyes, they are. But at the end of the day, you, you have to cut someone to their size and give them some yeah. sort of accountability. Yeah. Everybody has to have yeah. it because then you have unrealistic expectations. And then as soon as someone picks on you, it may, you may not. And, but here's, and we've talked about this before too. The hardest thing you've ever been through is the hardest thing you've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's the hardest thing they've ever dealt with. They may succumb to, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you have to give someone a little bit of, I just feel like you got to check your children. You know, they got to give them a little bit of real life. Mm-hmm. Not too I know I'm always thinking in my head. Okay. I'm trying not to make them grow up too quick, but at the same time, you got to get them ready for the real world because the real world will kick you in your ass. Yeah. And it doesn't care. It doesn't, yeah. there's no, there's no racism. There's no sick. There, yeah. There's no, like, it doesn't discriminate. And not to, not to, not to be mean or, or, or anything, but children are like dogs. Yeah. You have to train them. The dog is not allowed to do this. So when the dog exhibits that sense of behavior, yeah. you correct the dog. Yeah. Too many people are too worried about being their child, child's friend. Yep. Instead of being their parent. Now, I do understand when there's trauma or there's things that happen in your lifetime that sometimes you just got to be a little bit easier on the kid. Yeah, Because you got to let them, you know, get through of it and, and, and get through all that. However... You can't baby them too much because what happens is when they get the point uh, age of to where it's time to let them go, then they can't deal with their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then there's all kind of mental health issues yeah. and all that shit. And I worried so much about my son when he went off to, to go work um, in that, you know... I spanked him, I think, twice. I can remember him in the whole life. Spanked him twice. Um, I raised my voice to him. And also, what's funny is that he remembers the time I spanked him. He was probably not even, not even, in, maybe he was, maybe he was in kindergarten or so. And we were at the, we were at the mall and he was mouthing off. And mm-hmm. I told him, I said, say something like that one more time and see what happens. And he did. And I got right up and the look on his face was yeah. like, holy shit, I, I don't poke the bear. And I picked him up. I took him in the bathroom and I spanked him. I said, I told you, I said, you're going to be respectful. He came back. He was, and to this day, he remembers that. I didn't beat him. Right. I yeah, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't draw blood. I didn't, but I told him, look, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. I think a lot of times if you do this, this is what's going to happen only comes when the person's in jail. They finally get to the point where it's like, and I'm sure your wife can attest to this, yeah. that um, a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean? What, I, I, I do this all the time. I, yeah, as soon as I, accountability I, shows up, then yeah, right, okay, yeah, you know, the there's, there's, well, there, yeah, and you can't do the same thing for everyone. The same 
Punishment does right. not work on everyone. It does not, but the same sense of discipline right, needs of to work. You know, the same, the same thing of like, look, you can't get away with it and they can't get away with it. I don't care who you are. You're not going to get away with it because, first of all, if you don't stop that behavior when they're young, they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, and we're in a weird sense of um, environment now to where everything is, no one wants to get their feelings hurt. So, God. so people are probably a bit leery to how they want to handle those things because they're like, well... How is society going to view me if I do this, you know, or whatever the fuck? But then well, they look, there's, there's things have worked and you can talk to parents that have, I mean, my mom has seven kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You talk to these, these women who raised 10 children, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years ago when that was, you know, extremely prevalent. But they didn't have they, time for bullshit. They will tell you, this is how you deal with things. And it worked. It created a work, a hardworking society. That's right. Because when you got created that many, where we have now. When so, you got that many kids, yeah. you can't take the time to get each one's individual um, feelings into account. Yeah. It's like, look, we got to get dinner. We got to get dinner done. We got to get also. So we got to move forward. Well, and here's another thing. Every, we were just talking about that on the way here. My wife and I, like, um, I started having the kids help more around the house. Like you need to. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Here's my thing. It should not be called a chore and you should not be rewarded for it. It should be. These are a set of tasks that you're assigned to help this household mm-hmm. because we give you shelter and mm-hmm. yes you are children but still like yeah. you do your part yeah at some point you gotta i'm not saying enslave your child i'm saying at some point right. slowly start giving them things to do so they know what it is to work right and say okay do you want to go play with your friends okay that's fine but hey we need help with laundry right. we need help with the litter box we need help sweeping you know whatever it may be whatever you can do and a lot of things they don't know how to do yet but like give them things to do and so once they get those things done, then they're able to do the fuck off stuff yeah. they want to do, you know? Well, my dad was militant and um, he was uh, every, every, every night after dinner and we ate dinner at the table. We want to talk about you're that. You're going to have to read this one. Sure, let me <laughs> I read it. El Reformador, I believe, but I, yeah, <laughs> it says uh, El Reformador. Yeah. Um, I think, I'm I'm trying to think if if I've had this before. I, we definitely haven't had it's this a, here. It's a, it's a reposado and it's, um, it's just uh, blue agave. Yeah, and it's in English, so, you know. Hmm. Yeah, but, uh, it's not too I, legit. Yeah, but it's nice here. Kind of pretty, pretty packaging, though. But we always had, um, we always ate dinner at the table. Yeah. And I hated it. That's something we don't do. But I'm weird, dude. I eat standing up. I'm yeah. so fucking weird. Like, at the house, I don't know why. Well, when I first started dating Cheryl, and she probably can probably attest to this, it was, it was like, I, and she had two, two daughters, right? And I was like, we need to eat at the table. Because we're a family. We're going to sit down and we're going to eat at the table because we need to talk. Yeah. You know, because the girls were still getting used to knowing me and I was getting used to knowing them. And it was like, okay, we're going to sit at the table and we're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, now I used to hate it because it was like, you know, interrogation or grill session. And it was like, take your elbows off the table, you know, get your elbows yeah. off the table. Uh, don't, don't pick your teeth. You know, it was just like, I hated it. But at the end of dinner, every time after dinner, on alternating nights, my sister did the dishes, and then I did the dishes. Okay. okay? And then we had an inspection after we did it. And I'm talking um, barracks inspection. As far as if you did quality? Yeah. yeah. And, and there was no dishwasher. But do you appreciate that? I'm, I'm getting to that. Yeah, okay. okay. So, yeah. Salute. Cheers. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. That's a, um, some oak. It tastes like bourbon. Some oak in there, yeah. It's yep. like a bourbon. Yeah yeah. 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 It's got a bourbon flavor. It's not bad, but it's good. I like it. Um, so, and it's got good legs too. So, um, 
So my dad would come in afterwards, okay? And he would, and the chrome had to be polished on the stove, okay? Uh, we didn't have a dishwasher, so we had washed the dishes. Right. We dried them and then put them away. Dishes weren't left in the strainer. My wife's going to be like, my God, why didn't you ever do that now? <laughs> but um, <laughs> dishes were never left in the strainer. And uh, so he'd come in and he'd go like this. And then he'd, he'd check that. And then we all swept the floor. Okay. Okay. Every night. Every night. So he'd come in and look at it. And then when I did something wrong, I would have to redo it. And he told me this. He said, one day you'll thank me. Yeah. And I did. I thanked him. I said, you know what? Thank you for doing that. Now, the way you did it, it could have been a little bit like, look, listen to me. I'm trying to teach you values. Right. Not one day you'll thank me. But, but I don't think they understand any either way. I don't think no matter how they delivered it, I don't think you understand. They don't understand. I, just, there's no... There's no concept of value or self-worth. I think or I was more worried about making a mistake than I was about doing good. So you were more worried about getting in trouble that you was than I was about excelling, it shake you. excelling, and yeah. saying, you know what? I'm going to make this the cleanest fucking stove. Yeah, you're going to be able to see your reflection on this. Yeah, and then, but then when I started my own business, I had an auto detail business in Hawaii. Um, I was like, you're going to be able to look, stick your finger in this Lamborghini, and think. There's nothing there. You can be able to like stick your finger through it. Because I used to use this um, a Zymol uh, carnauba wax, and it was a wax that you had to put in your hand. And you had to melt it in your palms like this, and then you would rub it on the car like this. Nice. You massage it on the car, and it was pure, 100% pure carnauba wax, yeah. you know, like bananas. And you'd rub it on there, and you let it, and then you would hand buff it. No machines, you know. So I'd spend you know six hours doing a Lamborghini, uh, but it was boom. pristine. It yeah. was pristine, and. Um, uh, but I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So when I enjoyed doing it, I also wanted to excel at it. Well, and here's another thing too. They're not going to, you're not going to enjoy a lot of things, right? In life, which sucks. You just got to do it. You like, got to find yeah, you gotta, the enjoyment but, in but it. But I'm talking about as a child, like, no, that shit sucks. You don't want to do it. But it's like, if you do it, it's, you just, it's just, it needs to be become part of your routine of being a clean person or cleaning mm-hmm. up after yourself or just having some accountability. That's okay. it. Okay. I'm you know going to tell you this though. Okay. It can backfire. Because you can ask my wife, I am the messiest person you've ever met. Yeah. Okay. I can clean my studio one day. All my paints, all my brushes, all my stuff is exactly where I want it to be. Yeah. Two days later, broom. Yeah. All of it. And when I go work, when I do uh, my work, like on printers and even on my truck. Now, the thing on my truck was, was like, okay, when I did that, I, I, I categorized everything. I was very, very meticulous because I don't want to screw up. But anything else is like... If I don't need it, I just push it out of the way because I have to focus on this. And then when I'm done with the job, I look over here and I've got all this mess. I got all these tools and I got all this stuff because my mind didn't take into account the entire process, only the process of what was happening at that moment. Yeah. So when my dad, we a Saturday morning when we'd wake up, we'd try to be as quiet as possible because we don't wake him up, Right. So he wake, we'd wake up and we could hear him come in the hall. We're like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> and, the first, and the first thing that happened was TV got turned off. Time to do your chores. Yeah. Clean the house, clean your room, blah, blah, blah. Hated Saturdays. Yeah. Hated it. But so I don't know if it was because of that, that I was like, felt that cleaning was not something to be proud of, but that being clean and living in a clean environment was a punishment. Oh, that's interesting. So. Yeah. Well, I don't care what they do when they get out of the house, but as long as they live with us, it's going to be clean. Well, it's funny, my son has <laughs> got the cleanest apartment you've ever, you've ever seen. He does well, not, you know, he does that's not like clutter. So when I was, when I was growing up with my mom um, and she had, so it was me and my brother, we we're close two years apart. And then 10 years later, she married my stepdad and started having, she had five children with him. 
Well, she got extremely busy, and the house would get just so messy. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one in the house that had a meticulously clean room. Mm-hmm. And so I was a neat freak because I didn't like living in that environment right. just because I wasn't used to it. Because before she got married and had all those children, she was like that. Mm-hmm. But she just got busy with life and trying to work and raise all those kids and just try to keep as clean as she could. You know what I mean? But like, and so do you I, ever do you ever stop and go, how the fuck did she do Man, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she, she's still got two at the house and then helping, you know how the, the she has the grown children too. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got to raise your grown children. I don't know how she did it. And and, and, and I told my wife this the other day, I said, you know, we're very lucky in the fact that we can enjoy our grandson, not raise him. Yeah. Now we do raise him in the sense that you're always raising a child, you know, even when it comes to CC and Pop-Pop's house, we spoil the heck out of him, but He's required to act a certain yeah, way. He can't just, you know, run around naked and, you know, have, have, have a good time, you know? And I will say this was really funny is that um, having, having a grandson is really, really interesting because things that my wife used to say when we first got married take on a whole different meaning now. Like I'll hear her say, uh, when I come back in that room, you better be naked. And um, uh, it's not for me, it's for my grandson, you know? And, uh, you know, like, uh, did you get your underwear off yet? So, you know, so I'd look at, I'd look at my hunter, at hunter and go, been there, bro. Been there. But, but on the uh, opposite side. <laughs> so it's, you know, but it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, 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 and now, you know, he's at that age in school where they get the cards, the color cards, the green yeah. card, the yellow card, yeah. you know, and. We didn't. I mean, I didn't ever had that. Sage had that. We didn't Sage have, was my first child we, that had. We that. didn't have that either. Um, but they they have them, and yeah, we check that every day. And and what happened is, um, when Sage was in kindergarten, our next door neighbor was his kindergarten teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Stevens, best kindergarten teacher in the world. And um, he had a yellow card like two days in a row or something. She wrote, you know, he's not paying attention. He blah blah. blah. So we told her, look, if that happens again, you call me. I'm gonna come up to the school, okay? And I told Sage, I said, you listen to me. If you mess up. They're going to call me and I'm going to come up to that school. He didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah. guess what happened? She called him. I came up and he's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and, and again, but see, again, that's where, that's where. I think I need to do that. My mom what, used to threaten me with that shit too. I need to do that. But see, that's where you're accountable for that. Now, yeah. I didn't say I was going to come up there and whoop his ass. No, I'm just, I just said, I'm going to come up there and we're going to have, we're going to have yeah. a little discussion. You're going to be embarrassed. So that you know that I know what you're doing in yeah. class. You can never get away with anything. Well, our, our son is the worst. So Addison, she's. Take into account. You got two girls, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're getting there. So Addison, she's, she's the best at school she's an angel when she comes home she's a little shit but she's (laughs) awesome and then as on the advert of that turner he's he's bad sometimes at school Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same thing like not paying attention disruption class whatever whatever and look i get it and here's my thing some of those teachers they may just not want to deal with anything Mm -hmm. you don't know the tolerance of the teacher they may just every time some someone blinks wrong they may you know we don't know that we don't know the environment we don't know the culture we don't know the expectations Mm -hmm. you know until we're there but then at home he's you know not that bad he's great you know or mm-hmm. at least he's um uh i don't know it's just i would say rec like regular right 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 you know right, like right, yeah, there's just, no changes yeah. in emotions there, or nothing there's crazy. a default on yeah him, yeah right. right so like but yeah he'll come home sometimes with that and then but the funniest thing with them is like it was an accident like or it, it's not my fault and like so there's a, a loss of count accountability right there, which sometimes it's just like okay we just got to work more on accountability right that's what we got to work on like mm-hmm. I know you're full of shit, right? But you're telling me you're lying just because you don't want to be in trouble, right? You know, or you're just putting it on someone else, or someone else did it, or it was, it was an accident. Yeah. It was an accident. I'm a guy. So that just well, means we got to work on accountability more. And I think I and I honestly believe this, and and 
parents or whatever. I always think that, um, and I know we've talked about this before, and I'm sure I've said it before, but like the day Sage was born, I told him, I said, you know, and from the day he was born until today, you can ask him, I tell him, don't you ever be afraid to come talk to me mm-hmm. about anything. If you screwed up, I want to be the person that you call. When I screwed up, the parents were the last people I oh, wanted no shit. to call. Me too. Yeah, okay? I mean, I'm not calling. But that doesn't mean that him and I were best friends right. and him growing up. It meant, to, it meant that I said that, look, I've got your back. Don't you ever worry about being alone. Yeah. Don't you ever, if somebody, if some teacher acts a certain way with you, my wife did that with a teacher at, at airline, did something about lynching her friends, and they, she said, they, or that person said this, and Cheryl went up there was like, excuse me? <laughs> no, uh-uh. She had her daughter's back, okay? We, you, have, you have your children's back. Well, there's a fine line, right? So you have to, you have to be disciplinary. Well, when you, and you again, also got to have their back. But then there's the parents that are like, oh, no, my child never does anything Oh, no, 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 no. Right, we're, right. We're, we're not that. Right, because exactly. We know, but now we look at our children and go, okay, I need you to tell me, okay? Because if you did it, it's fine. We, then we'll deal with it. Yeah. But if you didn't, okay, I need to know. Because that, that, that way we can, we, can, we can, I can fight for you. I can be on your side. And she's like, mom, we didn't. Yeah. And she went, and sure enough, they didn't. This person thought that they did, and it wasn't them. It was somebody else. Yeah. But the fact that Cheryl was the first person she called, the fact that um, you know our children knew that it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you do. You can get into the worst possible trouble in your life. For example, um, I have a uncle who is who was he's now a judge, but he was a, a cop at one point in time, and. Uh, his nephew uh, on his on, on his wife's side um, uh, got into an altercation with another boy and shot the okay. other boy. He, right. he shot him. Okay. He didn't call his mom and dad. He called my uncle mm-hmm. because, first of all, he was chief of police. But second of all, because he trusted him. Yeah. And so he said, okay, where are you? And he went and he got him and he took him to jail. He said, you know, obviously you're going to have to answer for this. However, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make sure that everything that's done is done properly. You're not alone. Okay. So I think the, 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 the worst thing about it being a child, and maybe this has come, comes back to being, being bullied is that, do you trust enough to tell your parent, or do you feel that your children trust you enough to tell you, Hey, I'm being bullied. And you'll go, have one of two answers either okay well i'll call and talk to the teacher or tell me about it yeah who's bullying you why are they bullying you what's going on and i think a lot of it like you said there's screen time it's well yeah and I, i'm not the i'm not the i can't stand that shit we don't have any of that in the house but also it's the real world right mm-hmm. i noticed that they're watching too much youtube and shit like and just brain not nothing nothing that was doing anything but like watching these kids play video games or dumb shit. I'm just like, right. this is not helping you. If it's something like creative or, you know, expanding your mindset right. and cool. But so now we'd only watch TV as a family, right? Which is crazy. Cause never did that my whole life, but we do that now. It's like yeah. a family thing. So like we get all our shit done. We're going to sit down and watch TV. That's awesome. There's no TVs in the room anymore. That's wonderful. And so like, great. so that, I think that's created more of a bond for us. But I also think that it's not so much that the screen time, it's okay. Is the parent too, too busy to acknowledge the child and spend mm-hmm. enough one-to-one, no matter what it is, no matter if it's just hanging out with them and taking them shopping with you, mm-hmm. you know, or just riding the vehicle when they're in the vehicle talking to them mm-hmm. and not listening to your favorite, you know, yeah. song or whatever, you know, yeah. and a child does not require as much attention as your spouse. No. You, and a lot of people don't understand. It's like, look, you can give your well, child, you can give a child two hours of shit, dedicated yeah. time. 
And that will take them through the week. Yeah, they're not going to take, yeah. I mean, maybe five or five to 30 minutes a day, and that's, then exactly. they want nothing exactly. to do exactly. with but you. Exactly, you know but if you say, you know what, hey, you and me, we're going to go do this thing. Yeah. You know, which is why, you know, my son lives in Dallas, and he could easily drive here to see us. But I go pick him up, and Cheryl even asked me, and I'm, I'm sure we talked about this before, she's like, she asked me, so why, why do you, he can drive. He drives Ferraris all day through Dallas. He can drive his yeah. car all the way home. I was like, I know. I said, but the three hours I get, with him, just me and him, yeah. from Dallas to here, and then back, and then back yeah. are the most precious things. And that'll last you a month. You know what it I mean? Is, it is. Yeah. I swear, it is. It is my meter. It is like my yeah. gas tank of happiness. Yeah. And and I I I feel. I mean, I still cry when I when when you know I'll give him a hug and then um, he lives in this in this the subdivision or this you know thing and they've got like a every every. Um, Apartment complex has like a park in the middle of it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's great. It's a great place. And so he's like over on this corner. And so I'll, I'll, you know, we'll unload the car on Sunday night and I'll drive here and they'll come. And instead of going left, I'll turn right and I go back around the corner. I jump out of the car and <laughs> hug him again, you know, and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll it's just, I, I, I have fun. I have fun with him. Yeah. And I know one day I won't be here. So when I'm gone, I want him to, the memories that he has of our time together I want to be good memories and no regret that we didn't, I didn't keep my word about taking him somewhere. We didn't yeah. do that. But the fact that him and I just being together was a good moment. Yeah. No, we weren't I, doing anything except being together. And so when your child is between middle, between middle school and high school, the best thing I feel you can do is talk to them, yeah. make them talk to yeah. you. And it's not, yeah. Cause we, we, it got brought up in the meeting today, and it's something that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall brought that up, and I need to have I'm going to have Marshall back on. You need to we'll have talk Marshall about back Last on, time yes. Marshall was on, we it was he and his brother, and we talked more mm-hmm. about fighting. Dude, yeah, no, but we need to talk about that because he experiences it one on one every single day. And um, yeah, I mean, I think most of it is you know not talking to him, but a lot of it is also a mix of you know there's no there's a little bit too 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 much cushion. You know what I mean? There's a little bit too much cushion. So right. I think it's a balance between both. But you said something about um, not, you know, being able to talk to your parents is a funny story. Um, so I was in high school. No, I wasn't. Man, why? I probably was a freshman. This is Centenario. So this is for oh, wow. Jose. Yeah. <laughs> we miss you, yeah, homie. Cheers, Jose. Cheers, Jose. This was for you. Yeah. For my dead homies. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it's a story. I was in high school. Probably I was in ninth grade. So what happened was... um. um my buddies, he was my best friend growing up. His name was Taylor. And Jose knows him because he works with Jose. Uh-huh. Um, he works in, he actually works in Jose's brewery. Um, he's one of the brewmakers, whatever they call him. Let me try this first. Oh my God. This is so good. That is good. That it's is... like, it's like the previous one we had, but better. But smoother. Yeah. Well, that was Reposado too. So yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So we're just working our way up. Damn, we only have one left. I feel like we're rushing this. That's okay. We can go back. <laughs> well, we don't have his either, but, but yeah, that's okay. But so, so anyways, um, so Taylor, I grew up with him. We were friends uh, throughout middle school, went through our weird phases together, being nerds and then kind of got athletic together. We were all always hanging out. My mom and stepdad decided to move to Fort Worth. And at this time I was a very closed minded, didn't want to get out of this area child. Now I wish I would have went, but anyways, mm, yeah. um, just experienced more culture, but I, I stayed here and I actually stayed with his um, I moved in with him basically, and I was going to live like a like above the garage mm-hmm. and moved in with his family. His dad had just passed away for no reason. Um, well, he had an aneurysm. Come Ooh. to find out, he had been doing some drugs, and oh. no one knew. 
and she had a brain aneurysm, oh, died shit. suddenly. And so I, to my own a way I spend this, I wanted to stay, but I also told my mom, I was like, hey, she, his mom also has two younger girls. I'd like to stay there and help her right. and Taylor and right. help Just them help, with yeah. the family. And it's, and I get what I want and I can help them out. Right. So we ended up staying there or whatever. And then um, we would go, we would hang out and do stuff. And his mom was extremely um, sheltering. Like, mm-hmm. so I guess because he was starting to kind of come to his own, you know, and be a little more independent and yeah. do a little, and I was probably a bad influence because I was a little more independent <laughs> child. Yeah. My mom was probably a little easier on me because I just went my own way. I moved out when I was 15. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And but no, no fault of hers. I just, I was ready to get the hell right. out. And so I lived with him for a little while and then I moved out completely by myself. Um, but she, I remember mom being in town one weekend and we were out at his, his dad's deer camp and everybody got drunk. Mm-hmm. Like we were with the older people. They were all, all right. hanging out drinking. His dad has already passed away. So he wasn't there to, you know, to be the disciplinary right. influence. And Taylor wasn't supposed to be drinking. Well, he got shit faced and he started freaking out. Cause he'd never been drunk and he was scared oh. to have to call his mom. He couldn't drive. He's freaking out. I was like, dude, I got this. Right. I called my mom straight up. He's like, no, 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 no. She's going to tell my mom. I said, no, dude, me, my mom, I'm just on a different level. Like, right. and it's not so much that we talked, but I just knew that she would know what's up. I said, Hey right. mom, come pick us up. We're out here in Bellevue. We're drunk. Taylor's freaking out. Please don't tell his mom. She's like, no problem. I'll be there in like an hour. I was like, cool. You know, mm-hmm. just like, so that's cool. I guess I never thought about that till you just brought it up. I completely forgot about that yeah. shit. But like she had happened to be in town that weekend or whatever she was. I'd already moved out of her house. I can't right. remember what the scenario was, but it's just funny because he was so, I think his mom came down on him really hard when his dad passed because she was trying to do both. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. It was kind of a weird thing. And I stayed there a little while, probably about six or eight months. And I was like, this is just too much. I'm too used to being able to do my own thing. I don't want mm-hmm. question me. So I ended up moving out and moving behind my grandparents. Yeah. But like, I thought it was cool that I was able to call her. And it was funny because he was freaking the fuck out. He was so scared. Yeah. And to this day, I don't think she ever told his mom. Because right. she was friends with his mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, she never said shit. I was like, well, cool. it's cool. That's, that's really interesting, interesting because um, when you think about, uh, we've always told our children, look, you know. There was and, like- and, and for anybody who's listening, if you think your child won't drink. Or you think your child won't try drugs, or you think your child won't have sex, or you think your child won't be in a situation where um, they don't know how to handle it, you're full. Right. Okay? Because unless you're watching them 24-7, it's not so much their behavior, it's the people that they hang out with. Well, they're influenced by their friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's go do this. I was was hanging out, and what I I just remembered about this, there was two or three other friends with us, too, and they were all freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And so my mom was like the savior, like, bro, your mom's so fucking cool. I was like, look, man, I mean- what are you going to do? Drive drunk? Or yeah, like, we're going to die. This, and at this age, like, as I got older, I would have a drink or two, maybe drive, and I wouldn't drive shit face, you know, mm-hmm. but I did some irresponsible shit. But at that age, everyone was freaking the fuck out. And I was like, who can I call at midnight that actually is going to show up mm-hmm. that's going to, like, work around this and everyone will chill out kind yeah. of thing? And the, good, and the thing about it, too, is, is when, if you, and we've always told our children, look, do not get in a car with someone who's been drive, been drinking. Yeah. Do not do this. And so again, so back to the thing of, if you think your child's not going to drink, you're a fool. Your child will probably drink. They will probably do something. But if the person that they're responsible for getting them home is drinking, your child needs to know, and this is out of experience, your child needs to know they can call you and you'll come get them. Not just that you'll come get them, but you won't say anything. You'll keep your yeah. mouth shut. You won't be. You won't grill them. Yeah. Like what the fuck? We no. Yeah. You're gonna pick them up. You're gonna get them home. You're gonna get their friends home too. Because you know what? Because their friends need a ride home too, and you don't want them dying. 
Okay, yep. so you have that conversation tomorrow. Yeah, so when you, the when the when animosity is exactly down when it's like yeah. you know what we're going to talk about yep. this later. Yep. You're home safe. Get some rest. You're not going to feel good in the morning. Don't mm-hmm. worry, I'm going to wake you up early. Yeah, you know? I'm going to get your ass up. <laughs> and even then, you know, I mean, my, my son, uh, uh, my younger, you know, Chelsea, I mean, Lindsay, uh, was hung over one day, and she had, she had drunk uh, when she was younger. And, and Sage remembers her vomiting, like just horrifically yeah. vomiting. And Sage is like, Dad, what's wrong with Lindsay? I'm like, go ask her. You know, and she was like, and she told Sage, don't ever drink. Don't ever drink. Don't ever drink. And I told Sage, I said, you know what? I said, you can drink. But don't drink like she did. Yeah. Don't you know? Just don't. Just be. Just control. Be controlling of this. And you I know. Think, case in I point. I think it's important. Look, man. I think I don't. I don't um, support underage drinking. But it's going to happen. And I do think it's important that you figure out your your game plan. You figure everything out mm-hmm. as you like the what what the worst stories are the preachers' daughters or whatever the people that never got oh, to party God, in yeah. high school mm-hmm. and they go to college. And they lose their shit and they lose a sense of focus because they've never experienced any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that 14 years old, we was partying doing shit shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was 18, I had a grown man's job and I was taking care of my responsibilities, you mm-hmm. know, and I had my shit together. Had I went to college, I would have done just fine. I went to college later. Mm-hmm. But like, had I went, I would have been fine because I already experienced all that, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, if you, you got to experience those things and not saying you have to partake in them, right. but- I mean, it's you just gotta let them be kids. You gotta let them learn yeah. some some of their own influence. And you, yeah, but like you said, be there, be there. If some shit pops off, they know you got your back. Right. You know well, what's interesting is I think my son was in middle school. We had a he had a and we might have talked about this. I'm not sure, but uh, he we had a friend over from uh, his middle school was over at the house. Yeah, and this kid was was pulling up porn on our computer. I think you you alluded to it, but you never went okay. to specifics. Yeah. So he, he pulled it up, and, <laughs> and so I think Cheryl walked in, or, or Cheryl walked in and said, uh, and she went and told Cheryl, and so then kidding, I did it. And then I, you know, when it was all done, I asked Sage, I'm like, um, so what happened? He's like, he was on the computer pulling this stuff up, and I'm like, okay, I said, and what I said to him was, I said, do you have any questions? Yeah. Did you see something? You were like, what the hell is, you know, he's like, no, I'm good. You know, but, but he was pretty much like, you know, uh, dude, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, I mean, the, and the kid, had, and the kid was sitting at the thing, you know, yeah. this, this, let me show you all this stuff. And so, uh, I didn't, I didn't go, what the hell are you, it's your still, you still live in our house. You know, I know it's, he's your friend, but you need, and I didn't do any of that. I was just like, okay, well that happened. Yeah. And not only that, guess what? Anybody whose child has this, that's what I was about to say. So has got a, access well, to it. So. Well, so here's another thing. Here's a lot. Like there's been a lot of a lot of talk about this, and we hadn't talked about it. Okay, but, but I have to say something. Okay, oh, go 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 go, 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 ahead, go ahead. So the other day, because my birthday's coming up, right? Yeah. So I walk in. How the are living, you going to be? You're, I'll be fifty. Oh shit! On Saturday, okay. I'll be fifty. Yeah. So I walk in the living room, right? And my wife is doing something, and then she goes, she closes, <laughs> she closes the thing, right? And I'm like. I'm like, babe, I said, if you're looking at porn, it's okay. I got no problem with it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Don't worry about it. And she's like, it's not porn. I was like, well, it could be. You know, it's not fun. I'm fine with it. But I thought it was, but it was something from my birthday. There's another thing where it goes back and forth. Yeah, exactly. So. It's another but thing anyways, where it's completely different. Relevant. I don't even know what I was talk, going to talk about. Okay, I was going to say is that, okay, so it was extremely hard for us to find porn. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. more than me, but me more than anyone else now. Because well, I'm saying you like well, I didn't have I had yeah we had to steal it from the Mexicans yeah. right I had a little bit of internet access but yeah, yeah. that you did yeah well yeah we right. had paper yeah right so like you had to find a nudie mag or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or skin of mags and yeah, I had a collection yeah. yeah well yeah. so it was, like, it was for, curated for me, I didn't really we didn't have internet at my house mm-hmm. and it was dial up if we did it was oh, in the living room <laughs> it was in, yeah it was in the living room so it's not like 
you're not going to pull your little thing out and masturbate you know, in front of everybody. So, like, so like it's not like, it's not like. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, so. I was fine too. You said pull your little thing out. Yeah, man. I mean, okay, like, you know, you're a little, little, okay. little young and like in middle school or whatever. Oh, it's great. Whenever okay. you start doing that shit, 12 years old or whatever, I don't know. I don't Take remember. It. But like, so anyways, um. Yeah, that's in the middle of the house. You can, like, it's not easily accessible. Um, but now they can see so much, mm. and they can see so much at an early age. And not only that, see things that are not really realistic. Mm. And then you think about they they talk about this too. So they talk about they've talked about, and I've seen these studies. And I, I'm not about to rattle off numbers. One day we'll have enough budget where Josh will be able to pull this shit up online for us. But like that, these. These eighteen-year-old boys are having erectile dysfunction because they've are, they oh, cannot wow. be aroused with a personal experience because oh, they've already shit. they've already seen so because much. The and fact done so seen much. a naked woman does yeah, nothing. Well, for not, no, not only that, but like oh. they've, they're all these crazy things and have these weird ass you know, afflictions and shit, shit because because they can't they just been exposed to so much. Yeah, you know, and too much at one time or you know, like too much too early. Yeah, and their know, brain doesn't understand. Their brain well, doesn't not, understand personal. Well, the, all this crazy shit, like you, you the, all the weird, you know. Role play shit, cosplay shit, weird shit, whatever it may be, and then you get to a regular situation, and that does nothing for you because you've already built up past that. Yeah. to these weird. Yeah, like, here, put these donkey ears on for me. Yeah, for real. You know? So like that, that's an that's an <laughs> issue. Call me your stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking weird, man. But like that's an issue now, right? And it's gonna be an ongoing you know issue what? because there's an accident. There's another problem with technology. But look, here's the thing: technology is here to stay, and it always has been. The fucking vehicles, technology, everything is technology. Everything is evolving and growing. So it's always going to be an issue, but that that is something that isn't is a problem. Yeah, it's a problem, you know, and it scares the shit out of me having children, having access to that shit. You, they got to see it at some point, but like letting them, I don't know, yeah. man. You got to. But here's the deal: having a daughter yeah. and having daughters, yeah, that boys look at this and think that it's okay to act or be yeah. this way with your baby girls yeah. because they've been looking at this, and we've all been boys before. Oh, but to think yeah. about that, you got to think to yourself, okay, you know, what do you tell your daughter, baby girl? But go ahead and say something. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, well, I think she's going to be a little badass like her mom, so I'm not worried about her. That's good. Um, her mom can kick most men's ass, yeah. I know. That's good. <laughs> Including mine at CrossFit. She beats me all the fucking time. <laughs> but, like, so I'm not worried about that, but I'm, most people I, I would be. You know, yeah. most regular homes, I would be worried about that. And um, it's, it's something we've got to deal with, man. It's something needs to be talked about. I, I guess we never just brought it up and never thought about it. We you never, know, we I heard something. I heard but- something a while back, and and this was very interesting because I thought, you know what, that's a very interesting thing, is that um, censorship in, in on TV. Yeah, here, open it up. That's a, I love this. It's the most beautiful you, you bottle. Get a, you give me some description. That's on it. gorgeous. I'm going to do the, do the so work. So it's a cenote cristalino, and it's an añejo that's been crystal. You know, just like the um, uh, it's just been uh, filtered again. And this so is should from, pop, my, should from pop. my peeps at yeah. Cuban Liquor. That's the most beautiful bottle I've seen, um, and. Uh, Oh my god! Look at that. Oh, yeah. it's heavy too. Know, That's so nice. Guys, gorgeous. It's the little things, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the details. Yeah. Um. So, and uh, where the hell was I? What was I talking about? I don't know. You see the power of tequila, people. No, it's, you were um, talking about. We were, we were talking. We were talking about. about um. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, The fact that um, murder and um, Ooh, death yes. and and all this stuff is so. Prep. <laughs> it's the last one. Be a baller. Man. It's the last one is is acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But sex 
is taboo. You cannot show certain parts of the human body. You can something yeah. people almost everybody does. On what setting though? Like are you talking no, about a movie? I'm talking about in like a movie. In TV, I'm talking about yeah. a movie like you know, great things, people, yeah. Is that, is that good? Uh, Let me finish this shit. Well, this Crystalinas are always my favorite, man. Um I I, I know I I know Ben prefers a, a pure anejo, but these things right here for some reason I just I fucking but but the the, the the taboo of something that actually creates life and that in a healthy situation is a wonderful beautiful thing is let me try that mm. it's that's how they roll man that's how they roll with these things hi right. so. The Mayans considered cenotes as windows into the underworld and believed that they were inhabited by gods and goddesses. This ultra premium tequila is carefully it's crafted. It's like Halloween candy. It's carefully crafted it's with 100% Halloween- blue agave. Yeah. yeah. It says aged for one year in American oak barrels and then filtered through charcoal, leaving uh, the complexity and character of an anejo with the crisp notes of a blanco. So here's my thing. How in the fuck does it go from a whiskey barrel to charcoal and give these sweet notes because every time we have one of these it's the same shit because apparently the charcoal takes out the color yeah but the thing but is how, like, but how does it make it sweeter because the sweetness that you, from an anejo you don't have that okay but do they have additives in it no. after they crystallize no. it no well just because they don't tell you I mean they don't well I don't think they do because like I don't wow. think they do because I mean I guess Look, we're so bad about this on this podcast. We need to do more research on these things. But look, I'm just going to call it how it is. We're going to pull it out. We're going to try it and see what yeah, happens. And like, that's why it's called it tequila talk, not uh, tequila experts yeah. telling you what to drink. Yeah, not whatever the fuck it's called that I got kicked out of. Collectors, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Te- tequila collectors. Are you I, still in that group? I still, yeah, I still follow that group. And I yeah, still laugh them. at you should them. leave just like No, no, no. I still keep on there because I like making fun of people <laughs> who talk about out, stuff. Man. I go in there and I, I, I'm, I'm like the devil's advocate on all this other oh. stuff. Yeah, I yeah. shared a podcast because I was trying to, I was like, well, these people may get something out of it. We had fucking Tears of Lorona on it. I figured like, oh, they would appreciate our input. Yeah. We had some other great tequilas. Man, they fucking blocked me and banned me. I was like, man, fuck y'all. Yeah. I wouldn't try. So, it's not like I'm trying to. Yeah, no. What the fuck? I don't, I'm not yeah. even monetized. I'm not going to make money off yeah, this. Exactly. So, but anyway, so, Anyways, back, yeah. so, so but, you know, anyway, so um, now I grew up, again, I grew up Mexican and Catholic. So you were supposed to be ashamed of your body. Till you died. Um, nobody, nobody was supposed to see your naked body except the coroner. When you had sex on your wedding night, you turn the lights out. Um, and so uh, I had a very unhealthy, uh, um, I guess, mental state when it came to sex and yeah. you know stuff like that. Um, and so, do you think uh, that's prevalent in most Hispanic culture? Oh God, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, orale, cochino. Put put your wee wee away. Yeah. You know, put that thing away. But what's funny is. My uh, my grandson one day, you know, he's when you talk about the you know, point out your little thing, yeah. You know, he's small. He's you know he's still discovering his body. And he's like you know going like that. And my yeah. wife's like, stop it, quit playing with that. I'm like, bro, that's gonna be your best friend for the rest of your life. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> just 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 roll. <laughs> I oh, said man. it will never leave you nor forsake you. But um, you know, uh, I I do think that that there needs to be a discussion. Um. And which is why I wanted to have a discussion with my son. It's like, look, is there anything you saw that you have questions about? Yeah. You know, do you want to know, you know, why was she he choking her? I don't know. But uh, I don't know what they were looking at. But I, I also think that if, you, if you're if you afraid to talk about something to your child and the world does not. Yeah, there's a problem. That's a problem. It's a problem. And you, you need, in front of all Exactly. That. Now, the sex talk with your with your daughter needs to happen with your wife. Oh, hell yeah. yeah no, exactly. I'm not having that. Fuck no. Yeah, exactly. Having conversation. And then, but here's the deal with your son. I don't even like her not having clothes. I'm like, put clothes on. Yeah. Oh my God. 
<laughs> that, that reminds me. My, my daughter, my, my oldest daughter was probably maybe even in high school. And she would like walk to, from her room to the, to the laundry room to get a bra because she didn't have a clean one. Walk in with a top. I'm like, girl, it's not, it's not girls gone wild. Yeah. Put your shirt on. Yeah. Put, but, but again, um, and I think some, a friend of mine had asked me one time about nudity, you know, like, how are you, not even asked me about it, but they posted about asking, you know, in your house, what is your policy on nudity? You know, with your kids and stuff yeah. like that. And I said, well, you know what? Growing up Mexican, being ashamed of my, bo- of my body and not, you know, it was, you know, God, whatever. Um, when I met my wife and we got married, it was like naked land at my house. It was yeah. like, everybody was naked. And I found it comforting because it became not that, the body didn't become only a sexual thing, which I think in the Catholic world, and this could be a problem. Well, how we're all raised. In the, well, we in the Catholic world that, and in yeah. the Mexicans is that the body is, if you if you see somebody naked, uh, it's wrong. And, and the, the, that your body, your naked body is only for sexuality, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. When in the fact, you know what? Uh, we would go to the bathroom and our children would come in the bathroom because they want to talk to us. And yeah. we were like, stop it, get away from yeah. me. It's like, you know, uh, okay, what, well, can I finish peeing first? And then we'll, no, you know, we'll, we'll so solve this, your problem. So this, oh, this, this morning, this shit's weird to me because I've never been that way. So it's weird. So this morning, um, the, the, I woke up late because we stayed up late. It's caramel. Yeah, it's got okay. a caramel. Keep space. Up, keep I woke up, up a little up late. late. Right. Well, I say late. I, I woke up probably 10 minutes after longer than I would like to mm-hmm. wake the kids up. And so there, I was like, "Hey, hurry up and get you know get dressed so y'all make the bus." And um, so one of them, the boy starts peeing, and then while he gets, soon as he gets done peeing, the girl comes right behind him and drops her trowel and starts peeing. I'm like, "This is the weirdest shit ever." <laughs> but here's the deal: while they're getting ready, I'm like, but I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this because I, I didn't have that dynamic growing up, and also I had just had a brother, so it's weird for me. Right. It's different yeah. for me. But here's the deal. Whether you think of it, it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah because your children feel comfortable enough yeah. to be like, look, this is just what we're doing. This is part of life. This is how yeah. we go. When when a child is ashamed of of themselves or their, and, you know, we can get into the whole, well, we're not going to get into it. But, a, you know, a child uh, is uncomfortable with themselves or does not like to to be a certain way. It's could be from trauma in their past life, in, in their past. It could be somebody molested them. Somebody yeah. did something to them. So the fact that they're... Um, open and 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 uh, comfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a that. time and place. There's a time yeah. and place. And this morning was the right time right. and place. I mean, it's not yeah, like you were like, at the mall oh, right, right. and they're like, let's just place. go in the same bathroom. There's a time and place. But you know, I mean, I'm sure up until a certain age, your wife took your son, took her son into the bathroom with her. Yeah. Because you know, and this that's just and every, and what I love is that every woman understands that when they go into the woman's bathroom and there's a little boy in there, they're like. Yeah, we just boy. stopped that. I stopped it, of yeah. course. Well, you know, but like good. she was still doing. It. That's fine. Look, man, I just I'm I I don't know, man. I'm just like, hey, you got to toughen up a little bit. That's just my that's my mm-hmm. part, man. I just that's that's me. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And, she's and, she's the she's the love. I'm the I'm the you know other. And that's part, a so. good dynamic. Yeah, because there comes a time when she needs love, and there's going to come a time when she needs. Um, stability and uh, discipline and mm. certain like, look, yes and no. Because she, one day she may come to you and say, you know what, dad, there's a guy and he said this about me and this, and I don't understand that. And you can be honest with him and say, you know what? The reason he said that is because um, he wasn't able to get what he wanted from you. Or yeah. He wasn't able to um, uh, control you like mm-hmm. he thought he could. And you're stronger than he thought you were. And yeah. now he has to save face and put you down 
to his friends and to everybody else. And guess what? Don't worry about it. It's not you. Isn't that it's something him. that's so interesting? And we need to circle back to this bullying shit too, because I didn't think we were going to rant on like we, but we always do, and it's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool about that. But we, Welcome to the Keelan. We'll, we'll roll this another thirty minutes or so. But like, so isn't it interesting that things that used to be said, we just laugh at people. Like when you say, "Oh, someone says that because they feel bad about themselves," and we laugh about that shit. We're like, "Ha ha, whatever." Mm. But because we're just little assholes. Right. But as you get older, you do realize that there's a root problem to people acting this way to another individual, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There always is, right? But like it, when you when we heard that being little assholes, we just would laugh and like, shut up, pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shut up. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. We're being a pussy. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, no, there's a problem. If you're treating someone. Now, there's a difference between giving somebody a little shit. Yeah. And there's being a complete cunt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're treating someone, <laughs> Hey man, this is what it is. Like if you're treating someone that bad, there's a problem. There's a problem at right. home. You have some, you know, you right. have some issues where you don't want to deal with things like, and that's something that it's just funny. Cause it's, it was a cliche thing that was talked about growing up. It's like, yeah, you know, you need to be nice to people. Yeah. If you're not being nice to people, something must be wrong. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this, and I've never shared the story with anybody. My wife doesn't even know the story, so she's going to hear it now oh, for shit. the first time. Let's go. When I was in elementary school, there was a girl named Cindy, and um, uh, I think I think fifth grade was when um, uh, she came to our school, and she was gorgeous. She had beautiful eyes, but she started developing early. So, first of all, all the girls. Uh, didn't like her. Of course. Because she had boobs this big, but she was in fifth grade. She was the sweetest girl, one of the sweetest girls I'd ever met in my life. However, the, uh, hey, let's go with the crowd thing. Um, her and I kind of had a little thing where uh, she played a prank on me and like she told me, hey, I'm having a party at my house. Um, uh, uh, how come you're not here? I'm like, what? I didn't even hear you know about it. You know, what are you talking about? And, and this is on the military base, so she just lived two streets out, right. right? So I'm like, what are you talking about? Party, what? And she goes, yeah, this person's here, this person's here. I'm like, she's like, where are you? I'm like, I didn't know about the party. She's like, well, I told them to tell you about it. So I went and I told my parents, I'm like, hey, Cindy's having this party up the street. I didn't even know about it. Can I go? And they're like, I guess. And so I go up there and I'm like, her house is dark. There's nobody there. I knock on the door. I'm like, hello. So she opens the door and she's like, oh my God. And she starts laughing. She's busting out laughing. Going, oh my God, I got you, blah, you know, you fell for it. And I was like, yeah, that's a good one. But there was mean things that, that were happening in the, in, in the elementary school. Like all the girls got together one day and said, okay, when she sits down at her table, we're all going to get up in the lunch table and move to this other table. Yeah, that's fucked up. Okay. Okay. Kids yeah. though, man. Kids but listen, assholes. listen to Kids me. And I was like, oh yeah, so we do that. So, and she started crying. She was just sitting at, at her lunch table like yeah. this, right? And so our teacher you know, talk to her. And then our teacher came to class and ripped our asses about it. Okay. And then she tried, and then like later somebody tried to do it again and it, and, and it didn't work to some other kid. Cause we all learned our lesson. Okay. Well, I found out cause I moved to Italy um, after my seventh grade, her and I went to this, we ended up going to the same um, uh, middle school and we stayed friends. And, Where was and this, in this was in New Mexico, New Mexico. New Mexico. And she was a beautiful spirit. She was just a, a really beautiful spirit. And um, I had asked my friend after I moved back from Hawaii to I was in I was in Italy uh, after I moved to I was in Italy I moved back to Hawaii I was talking to a friend of my friend of mine after graduation I said hey I said whatever happened to Cindy 
He goes, oh man, she killed herself. What? I said, what? At what he said, age? Yeah, she was a, uh, a sophomore in high school. She killed herself because her boyfriend broke up with her. And I said, what? He said, yeah. And I thought, and then, and then I started thinking back to myself how fragile she was as an elementary school student and how I don't know what middle school, how middle school was with her. Cause I was only there for one year, but she, I think gave too much. Um, she gave too much weight on yeah, what that, that, others. Yeah. That weight on her too. It started early. Though. thought about her. But it, it probably yeah. was her early development. Yeah, exactly. Home too, and so, knows, so yeah. to me, I'm thinking to myself, Holy shit. I took part in this thing when she was in sixth grade and later on in her life, you were in the part of the prank. Yeah. I was oh, part so of the prank. I was, yeah. That, yeah. yeah okay. I was in sixth grade. I was okay. like, yeah, well, let's all get up and move okay, over. Okay, you know, okay, let's do this. Hell, I might've instigated it. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember, but you know, cause you know, but her and I had this, this funny relationship in that we could, we could rag on it, rag on each other, but we knew it wasn't personal. Yeah. You know, we were friends, but to hear that, she never became confident and she was, oh my God, she was a beautiful girl with a beautiful spirit and something happened in her life and she, she devalued her self on this world, in this world. Yeah. There's, there was a girl that went to school with us that I believe, man, I, I know for a fact it was before middle school. It was elementary school that she had boobs and she was taller than all of us and we'd make fun of her. Mm. Like, and then she ended up like staying, uh, her name was Jessica. I don't remember her last name, but we would, uh, the same situation. We'd make fun of everybody. We'd make fun of her. Girls mm-hmm. would be mean to her. Mm-hmm. Boys would make fun of her because we weren't quite to that age to yeah. where we thought that was attractive. Right. And then as we got older, it's funny. I remember looking back and getting to high school and she was like way smaller than everyone. Mm-hmm. Like she just developed really early, but we passed her. She was short. Right. But she was a giant in like el- later elementary school, like fourth and fifth grade. I remember that shit though. But yeah, that's, so, that, that, that's something. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, not only that, I mean, who knows? She could have been getting molested at home. You know, you don't ever know. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know. You know, yeah. and, and what bothers me is the fact that, um, I, I said I, that so I didn't mean to be so casual about that. But no, 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 no. And I understand. You, yeah. don't, you don't know. You, you never know. You never know what's what's happening. And that's funny. You never know what's happening behind closed doors. And I and and I, I'll believe this to this day about everybody's profiles, even yours, yours. Anybody's my my children's profiles on Facebook something. What you see is not always what the reality yeah, is. It's bullshit. what you want others to think. Well, I'll tell you this: my shit's pretty pretty legit. We would be more. I would I be. I, I feel like my wife. And I, I know you. I, I feel like you. my wife and I would be even more um, ridiculous on social media if we thought it was a little more acceptable. Because exactly. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> but like, uh, I try to be a little. I try to be a little level headed. <laughs> I definitely don't glamorize anything. That's for sure. But like, no. But but the honesty and and what and I mean and sometimes I'm like I always when somebody's like you know oh I'm on this vacation or that I always do like a gif of like. Of like uh, um, uh, Viola Davis going, picking up her bag and walking out. Yeah. Like, like really, again, you know, honestly, I don't care. Well, you know, really. And I, I read something one time I thought was really funny. It said, I hope your life is as good as the one you portray on social media. Yeah. You know, that's my that's my prayer for you is that it's as good as you, as well, you portray. I think, I think if you feel, and this is, this is something that everyone battles with, especially this day and age. And I, 
here's my thing. I don't think emotions, I don't think perception, I don't think I don't think insecurities, I don't think any of that has changed. I just think that the um platforms have adjusted to where now you have the ability to bullshit people even more. So and now like, instead like, of somebody one person telling you your shit to your yeah. face, 50 people can right. do it online. But and, and so you're scared to be yourself. But here's the thing. It is high school amplified. Oh god. That's what that social is media great, is. That is. It's great. high school amplified because you found your Okay, think about it. You this is this is Facebook, Instagram, more Facebook. In a nutshell, you have your group of people. This is your close friends. Mm-hmm. The people that always comment on your stuff. Right. The people that when you post your grandson, they give you some Positive feedback, right. um, you know, and then there's the people over there that are thinking negative bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. why are they always posting this positive shit? Because their life sucks. Right. Like, and so there's these this, this slow group, this close group of people that you have that support you. Then there's other group of people over here talking shit behind you. Mm-hmm. You're back because you're being positive, but they don't want to say anything. So it's the same thing. It's high school amplified. We are all we've all been the same beings since the fucking dawn of time. Yeah, there's people. We there's some group of us that get along. And the groups that don't get along with us are going to talk shit because they're not, yeah. you know, acceptable, you yeah. know, whatever, accepted into that. So, like, it's the same shit. When people are like, social media is horrible. It's the it's the root of all evil. No, it's fucking humanity. Yeah. We humanity. are horrible people. Yeah, we, we just have evil. the ability. To, we have yeah. the ability to be mean yeah. instantly. Yeah, we're evil motherfuckers. <laughs> it's just, we're just, here's a platform to take it to the fucking. Right. We, can, we can exponentially. Yeah. We can, like, we can outsource if, if our want, anger. If you want to blame anything, blame. Who's the motherfucker that uh, discovered electricity? Oh, uh, Thomas, Thomas Edison. Edison. Blame yeah. him because the motherfucker discovered electricity. <laughs> and then a hundred years later, the yeah, racism was, was around before yeah. him. Okay, yeah, so don't inter- yeah exactly. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Everyone's hated each other forever since the dawn of time. If you're unlike me, I probably did not like you until I got to know you. Yeah. That is the fucking answer. I don't like you because you're different until I get to know you. And then I like you. Right. You know? So like you had the internet after a hundred years of electricity, then you have the internet the internet provides mass communications in the entire fucking world, so it's the same ideologies amplified to everyone. Yeah, but we're all still doing the same shit, being horrible yeah. people. Yeah, like because you know why? Because when you type something, nobody's going to punch your teeth in. Exactly. There's no accountability. But try saying that in front. You didn't say anything about my shirt yet, bro. I, Yo, I was getting about there. My shirt. I was know? getting there, man. I was getting there. We we, we have still have plenty of time. I was kind of waiting. I was going to segue. To okay, that. good, good. Because <laughs> segue in when you get an opportunity. Because I was talking about my wife and I are going to go to dinner after this. And um, no, I, no, I, I, you got to go. My wife's here today. We got to you got to go to dinner with us. You gotta go dinner with on. you guys. Yeah, yeah come on. Well, why don't you come to? Uh, where are you going? Where are you going? Downstairs. Come on. Where at? Come on. No, no. We have a gift come certificate. Come on, it's man. My Save that. My wife. It's not your birthday my yet. Wife. That's my that's this weekend. Save that. You talk to her. Okay. okay I will let you talk to her. I'll let but her anyway, talk to her. Um, uh, we're gonna go to Kobe after this because I want some. I want some. I wanted Chinese food, but I'm like, I'll take some Kobe. Do that. Sweetie. And a friend of ours, um, our, our next door neighbor, uh, she's a sweet lady, and I always try to help her whenever whenever I can. Um, uh, I fix like you know her. Uh, she had a tree fall on her roof. Yeah. And so I, I took it down and, and chopped it up and stuck it in and said, you know, I, I, and I do it because I can. I don't do it because I right. don't expect anything. And this is one thing that's very interesting is, is I don't know if, if it's the mentality of people that if I do something for you, you owe me. But when I grew up, if you had the means, the capability, the talent to do something for somebody else, you did it. And you didn't ask for anything. You did it because you could, and it felt good to do it. It was very, very selfish for me, at least, to go, let me take care of that. So then she gave us this gift certificate for Kobe, and we're like, well, we don't really yell at Kobe much anymore because 
it's not as good as it used to be. Maybe it'll be good tonight. But anyways, um, but so uh, we were going to go to um, go to dinner tonight. But she told me, she said, I told her, I said, uh, there was another shirt that I wanted because she had made mention of my other shirts. And I said, you know, there's another shirt that I wanted. She had ordered for me for my birthday. Yeah. But they were out of stock on it. And so she told me, because I, I, I saw it, it was Archer. You ever watch Archer? Yeah, man. It was an I, Archer shirt, yeah. right? I'm not, I, I watched it when it first came out, but I hadn't watched it recently. Yeah. So it was an Archer shirt, and I told Cheryl, I was like, oh my God, I want this. And and I saw it at the, the Fan Expo um, in Dallas, or the, the um, Dallas Fan Expo. And, and I didn't get it, though, because I forgot to go back and get it. And Cheryl told me, so Cheryl told me yesterday, she goes, listen to me. She goes, when you see something and you want it, buy it. Yeah. Okay. Don't go back. Don't think I'm going to get again. Blah, blah, blah. And to me, I'm the cheapest motherfucker. Me too. I know. I'm the same way. I'm yeah. like, mm, I, no, I no. mean, that raises a good point because we went to Charlie Crockett a couple weeks ago and I was like, I'll just buy that shit online. But dude, with the stock and everything now and shipping issues and all that, I, you, if you see it, just get it, the motherfucker. Because like, I'm a t shirt guy. I'm, I'm the worst about just, I, I'm a free t shirt guy. So like, exactly. I'll trade t shirts. Yeah. I'll wear shit. Like, so, so I went to him. Um, um, so I wanted to get this one shirt, but. Uh, this last time at GeekCon, we were at GeekCon, yeah. okay? And then I fell in love with season four of Stranger Things. I'm so glad. Dude, that Metallica, that shit was insane. So so the wife hasn't seen the previous three seasons. Okay. But we got her to watch some of the some of the end of that because yeah. me and the kids were watching it. But yeah. 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 So Cheryl hadn't seen Stranger Things. I only watched season one. And then when I saw the thing about Metallica, I'm like, Okay, but well, you, I'm not to go through up it. To it. Yeah. So her and I started watching it from season one all the way through. So I'd come home from work, we'd feed the dogs, we'd make dinner, and we'd sit down and we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's watch this. Dude, and that shit's and, good. And man. that's one thing I love about my wife is her and I are like, okay, what do you want to watch? A lot of times we've got like a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies yeah. or something like that. But that's our time together. Now, her and I have been married almost 30 years, okay? We don't have to sit down and talk to each other. Yeah. We can sit down and be with each other and that's fine. Yeah. We're good. A lot of times I'll say, hey, pause it for a second because something will come into my mind and we'll talk about it. Okay. But that's our, that's our dynamic. And so um, uh, we started watching that. Well, there's a, uh, a character called, uh, his name is Argyle. He's a Mexican. And he's got this hair yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. down pizza to dude, his, to his dude, yeah, yeah, the pizza guy, right? Yeah. He's a, um, a server pizza, pizza boy. Yeah. Right. My daughter, Chelsea, because she was talking to Cheryl about it. She's like, have you watched Stranger Things? And Cheryl's like, no, no, no. She's like, you got to watch it. Well, my daughter said, Argyle reminds her of me when I was in high school because I showed him my pictures in high school when I had real long black hair, straight. She's like, oh my God. So when we had GeekCon, I decided I'm going to be Argyle yeah. for GeekCon. And I only did it on Friday. So I was lucky enough to put together a cosplay costume, including the long hair and then the visor. And about 20 people asked me to take pictures with them <laughs> on Friday, right? And so it was like, and I was like, hey, what's up? You know, you know, try it before you deny it. Yeah. You know, all this other stuff. And so, uh, and I had a great time. So I'm going to go to, we're going to Dallas uh, in October for the um, the fan days. And he's actually going to be there. Oh, fuck. The guy's so going to be there. So I'm going to dress up as him. Yeah. But I told Cheryl, him. I told Cheryl, I said, I don't have my shirt. I said, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to wear the Bob's Burger shirt. She goes, why don't you wear your, your Stranger Things shirt? Why don't you wear your Surfer Pizza Boy shirt? I was like, Okay, I'll wear that. So I decided to wear that in my surfer pizza boy. She's like, "Why don't you wear the overshirt too?" I was like, "It's too hot to yeah, wear the second yeah, it's shirt." A little warm. I said, "But um, uh, so that's why I wore it." Uh, but it's a it's a great show, and and um, uh, he's a great character. And so Cheryl's like, "That's going to be the picture for the ages." You well, next to him, 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. So. What well I think about what's great about that show is it's wholesome, man. It's wholesome. It makes you feel like you get the route back to the seventies. Like when it first started, it was like the late seventies, into the eighties, mm-hmm. and then into the early nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Like these kids that are watching are into it, they never experienced any of that in life, yeah. right? What's the they mall? Never experienced How the come mall? there's so many people at the mall? Yeah, the mall or the, the, the camaraderie <laughs> of the kids riding the bikes around right. the neighborhood and hanging out and getting into this mischief. Right. And getting and then, mad that your girl that you like Talking He's to some, somebody dude. else, yeah. not not texting them, yeah. but actually talking yeah, to like them, going to their house or hanging yeah. out with them, and then the yeah, like, like the riding the bikes, and then hanging out, and then like getting into mischief together, and then having to solve that shit, and then all the while being home by fucking dark, like that shit's just all like it's almost like taboo to yeah. to, to children now. Yeah, they're like wait a minute, they got to go outside. Yeah, no shit. Just, what, what, what? They can ride their bikes. Outside. They can they're ride their bikes. Tech. Well, why didn't they just call their mom on their they phone? They know how to ride a bike. Yeah, why don't they just call their mom on their phone? Because they didn't exist back then. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I think it's an amazing show. I think it's awesome. I think it, like I said, I think it brings back some 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 um, wholesomeness to the, you know, what we're it's, missing. You know what? And, and what I love about it is that it's not. I don't even know who the producer is to that, but shout out to them. There's two brothers. It says two That's brothers that, that do it together. Uh, and what and what I do like about the show, the fact is that, and, and what's funny is that somebody, one of the one of the actors said, I don't know why they don't kill off more main characters. Who said that? Um, I think it was uh, Eleven, the girl that plays Eleven. She said that. She said that, and the produced the creator said because this is not Game of Thrones, this is not Westeros, right? Right. This is a different thing. Yeah. We don't kill off people just to kill them off. Well, you, she's, know? you know what's crazy is she's um she's like um like to see her in the interviews yeah. crazy because she's so good at portraying. That's another thing. Like you respect an actor of how they portray themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, like you, you get attached to that, and then you see them outside of their element. You're mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, that's not the same person. Like, yeah. my biggest thing is, um, who's that fucking um, Josh? Who's that dude? He's winning jujitsu tournaments left and right. Um, plays Bane. Um, yeah, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, you would not expect him to have a British accent because every fucking role he's played. <laughs> Yes. I, can't, yeah. I can't tell you how many times my wife looks up somebody and goes, oh my God, they got a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie, uh, Is that yes. the one where they're Yeah, about, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, have you seen the one where he has a twin brother? Oh, dude, you gotta! I don't. I'll find it, and send it to y'all. It's fucking great. Great. He, he, and it's actually in in fucking like um European, like it's in England. Yeah, it's straight up in their element. And they're like two brothers, and they're like they're like mob bosses, and it's fucking great. They beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it's uh, it's and, there's some type so, of enforcer. But but you know, I think I think that uh, and, and you know what's what's interesting is um the Pino- and I'm a, and I know this is kind of a, a an odd thing, but the new Pinocchio movie came out. Okay, I have not even looked okay. at it, man. It's on Disney Plus. You're, and and a guy Disney that I, a guy that I respect, okay, I stand had talked about it, and he said, uh, you know, I learned. I think they did blah blah, and it was a wonderful lesson, blah blah blah. And I said, you know what? I said, you want last last pool? Hell yeah! I said, I said we watched it. You want some? I said we watched it, and um, it was good. But I'm I was upset that they didn't do this and didn't do this and didn't do this. And I said, um, and I honestly think that if people uh, are looking for life lessons in movies, they need help. Yeah. Okay. And he said, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, you know, if you can get life lessons wherever you can get them, that's great. I said, you're right. If you can. However, do not depend on 
Disney or Pixar or, or, or Paramount to teach you life. You need to learn about life the right way from your parents, from your friends. Don't look to a movie to find values. Yeah. If you don't have values before you watch this movie or watch a movie, uh, it's probably going to go over your head. And yeah, well, I think that too. Like, remember when people used to get like you had the PETA activists from Bambi and shit. You know mm. what I mean? Like, here's the thing, man. Yeah, Those but it would have been a good movie. We didn't, take it, lived. we didn't take any of that shit literal. We just watched it and moved on with our life. That's like, right. we didn't hey, take that yeah. shit literal. We didn't, you know. And some uh, kids were like, "Was right. was, was uh, how many was points no, was she? Was she was? Did they get some good venison out of it? Yeah, or, or no, <laughs> yeah, you know, shit, right? Or like, my thing was like, I didn't think anything of it. I watched it and moved on with my life. Like, or now creating this, this man, this fucking woke ideology with fucking Disney pisses me the fuck off. The most you know, recent, I, the most, like, I know you're a Disney investor and whatever, but the most recent fucking Thor movie pissed me the fuck you off. You told me about that when you yes. and I were, when you and I were doing it, you told, me, you look, told me about it. I have yeah. nothing against everything, but when you're trying to push, push things on people because you feel like you may get some bad rap if you don't include certain things. Yeah. I think, look, push it out, like produce it and film it. And create it like it was in the fucking comics. Mm-hmm. Like honor Stan. What well, Stan's last Stan? Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Honor Stan Lee for what he created. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he created is literally taking Disney to a whole nother fucking level, mm-hmm. man. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, like of course they were great. They're a yeah. great fucking corporation, and they yeah. they're awesome. But like the Marvel dude, oh my god! Like between that and uh, Star Wars, who's the who's the producer for Star Wars? A greater? Uh, um, uh, well, George Lucas was George the Lucas. So like yeah. so between George Lucas and Stan Lee, what they've attributed in, in like. You know, yeah. given to to Disney, like take that and like yeah. honor it, and don't okay. don't bend shit and make it fucking weird. Well, okay, and, I, and 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 we're saying that I'm gonna go into the whole new uh, Little Mermaid. Okay. I hadn't even looked okay. at that. Well, shit. And I'm, I and I'm gonna say it. Okay, man. now here's the deal. Uh, I play, and I've told you this. Okay, um, I go to church. I'm uh, one of the three lightest people in my church. I go to a predominantly black church. Yeah, I play. I'm, I'm a drummer. I love them. I've never. I didn't even. I never even knew what racism was. Probably until I was in my, um, I was probably in my teens because somebody said something about the BX not having enough, or oh no, they had too much um, uh, uh, black hair product in the BX, okay. and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yeah, it's like, "Oh, there's so many black people." I'm like, "How are they different than anybody else?" I, I don't, I never understood. Right. I, I, I never knew racism till somebody pointed it out to me. Right. Okay, but. For example, like Little Mermaid, okay? You know what? It's a classic. Why are you making it? Okay, you're going to remake it? Fine, no problem. My wife and I watched it. The girl who's playing Ariel is gorgeous. She has a beautiful voice. She stylizes part of your world. We Most of us grew up with part of your world, and it's sacred to us, okay? It's, I don't know what that is. It's, it's a song called Part okay, of Your World. Okay. It's, some things become sacred to individuals, and you go... Why did you change it? It didn't need to be changed. Yeah. It was strong enough as it was. If you want to put in an African-American or black uh, uh, Ariel, that's fine. Why do you feel the need that she has to she has to stylize a song we've all grown up with to be, quote-unquote, ethnic or cultural? Why do you feel the need to do that? And so when I watched it, I said, there's no reason for it. Okay, write a new one. Write a write a write write a different movie. Write something. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Different. Like, if you make a create a, create something new. Like if it's a classic, like 
I would say, okay. You're too scared to create. I would say, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I would say, okay, if this film is racist as it was, then get fucking rid of it. But it wasn't. Get rid of it. There was no racism. If if there's nothing wrong with it, then just. Fucking crab was Jamaican. Create something new. He was Jamaican. Like, my. I just think that we're too, um, we're too goddamn. Yeah, we're too goddamn sensitive, man, to everything. And look, I'm I'm white and privileged, so I can't say shit. You know what I mean? Like, so whatever. Like, my wife is laughing in the other room. <laughs> I can't say anything. I, like, I have no fucking political opinion on this shit. All I know is that shut the fuck up and be creative and do something different. Like, well, it's not even don't about fuck, don't fuck up a good thing, man. Right? It's don't like fuck up a good thing. Like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz was created in 1939. They're just now about to recreate it in 2022. What the fuck are they going to do to that? You know, who knows? You know what's promised? Everybody's everybody's 1939. It's been it's literally a fucking almost a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is afraid to create something new because they're worried people aren't going to like it. Okay, so let's take something that people we know that they like, but let's change it around to include other people. And I just read something today, um, and I hate Chapek, who's the CEO of. of uh, Disney and every year I vote him out <laughs> but I don't have enough votes but he's made it so that you have to pay a premium yeah. to be at Disney World okay fine I will pay $8,000 instead of $5,000 if you'll have less crowds well problem is it doesn't feel like there's less crowds right. but I still paid the extra $3,000 but he also has decided to um, change a lot of different things within the company that are not okay. For example, Disney, and I know I've said this before, but Disney in his in his speech about Disneyland said Disneyland is created on the the um, uh, uh, what is it the uh, hard facts that made America. Every time okay. you say Disneyland, you remember that movie Bulletproof? Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh, with um, Chris Rock. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. Disneyland. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I agree. Disneyland. But that it was it was created with the hard facts that made America. What happens is when we forget or neglect the hard facts, this is when kids get bullied. Yeah. Because they don't realize that some somebody went before you and took that black eye. Okay? Yeah. If you forget that somebody else came before you and you think that this is how life is, somebody else is going to be right there to give you that black eye yep. because you weren't paying attention. Well, and now it's like a toxic masculinity thing and all this bullshit. Look, man, I don't fucking know. All I know is that um, I felt like I was raised with decent values. Um, I came up in a culture where there's probably a lot of racism and the the words that I used to hear growing up doesn't even cross my mind yeah. anymore. Right. So I know that I'm in a good place in yeah. life where I don't have any type of ill fate against anyone. Right. But my predecessors did. Yeah. But I think it was just a way of how they were how raised they spoke, and where they, they were talk. at. Yeah. You know, but I don't ever think that I was thinking that to my in my mind the other day. I was like, those words don't even come to my brain when right. I describe someone, right. whether it be any ethnicity. And like so like I know I'm in a good place and I feel good about it. And I try to, you know, I I don't look at that shit. But I feel like that people before us did, and it is what it is. But we're yeah. all moving past yeah. that. Well, you know, the other day, my wife and I took our grandson to the park in Brownlee, okay? Because uh, he wanted to go to the park, and we were watching him. So we went to the park, and we played. And there was these two beautiful little black girls who were playing, and he wanted to play with them. Mm-hmm. He's like, Papa, I want to go, go over there and play yeah. with them. You know? And so they ended up playing together in the water and having a good time. And, I, and my heart... 
was joyful because I said, you know what? He does not see color. He don't see anything. All he sees well, is an individual, and he sees two girls he wants to play with. Yeah. And their mother was like, hey, and my wife sat down and talked, and they talked to each other. And I thought to myself, you know what? All this shit that everybody keeps pushing down our throats about racism and we're just trying to create more. They're trying to create create something that doesn't exist. Right, and so the thing is, like, and the the purity, the purity of a child. Yeah, you can't, you can't take that away. You can't. And well, here's it. It blessed my heart. It makes me think of something because I grew up like my grandpa. When I moved into my own house, I was probably I got my own house when I was eighteen, and I was next to my grandparents. I was renting that lot from my grandfather and my Mm -hmm. grandmother. And um, I told this story to my wife not too long ago, but like uh, we had a friend come over. His name his name was, we saw him in the restaurant the one day and I told her that, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, his his name was Andre. He's a black friend of yeah. mine, mm-hmm. black guy. So he used to hang out with us. Well, he came to, he would come to my house and my grandpa would be like, I don't want that boy up yeah. here on this hill. But he, didn't you know, say boy. he don't need to be around yeah, here. Exactly. No, he didn't say boy. Yeah, you know? I know. I know, I, exactly, look, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but keep yeah, saying that. He didn't say that. I'm yeah. saying that out of respect for my friend. Thank you. And um, and he said, I don't want him around here, you know, blah, blah. And I said, and I went over to him and I said, look, you don't know him. He's my fucking friend. And, and he didn't, just a weekend before that, we had gotten a, ma- a massive fight and he had me and my cousins back and we fucked up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But had he not been there, we probably would have got fucked yeah. up. You know, it was just great. We were always doing crazy shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, you don't know him. He just had our back the other day. Like I said, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. And this is my by area over here, I'm paying friend, you for yeah. it. He can come here all he wants. And like, I think he had a little respect for that and it checked yeah. him a little bit. And he never said it to me, like yeah. never said that to me, but it was, it's how you're raised. You just, sometimes it's ingrained in you, yeah. you know, but I think about that a lot when yeah. I, when I see those things, I'm like, I remember like feeling that firsthand and I could have went back and told him that, but he never, I never said that to him. Yeah, no. I never made him leave. No. I fucking stood up for him because he's yeah. my fucking friend and he had my back and I don't give a fuck what color yeah. he is or yeah. who he is. He probably saved my life the weekend before had he not been there with us. You know yeah. what I mean? Who knows? So like, fuck that. You know, yeah. so like anybody ever says anything like yeah. that shit to me, I'm just like, there, oh, yeah. Disturbed has a song called Who Taught You How to Hate. Yeah. And it means that um, we're all we're all born with purity. Okay, we learn how to be around other people, but we have to be taught how to hate. Initially, we all love. We love everybody. But we look taught. at a child. Look at a child. Yeah, you, they're, they're innocent. When I watch my grandson, yes. and when I watch my, watch my grandson, I'm like, I love that he, ha- he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not inundated with all this shit that people are throwing at him going, uh, you should be this and you should be that. Although it's wrong. You should be this and you should be that. Because if you're not that, you're not this or that. And all that has to do with everything that they're getting in social media and all yeah. those other things. But to know that he knows that a human being is a human being regardless of the color is a beautiful thing. And I think we need to teach that more often than, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we're taught how to hate. Yeah. Who course, taught you how to hate? Somebody taught you how to hate. Yeah. Well, so. let's let's wrap it up, man. We're at like uh, an hour and a half now. Oh, is that only an hour and a half? Just you and me? Yeah, man. Wow, that's pretty good. We could look. We can keep rolling forever. And you know what's what's interesting is, and I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I want to thank you because we were supposed to do this last week. Yeah, you were going to interview me. Yeah, well, Well, actually, I was supposed to interview you today. Oh yeah, so we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do it another time. But last week, and and I want to thank you for this because last week you, me, and Jose were supposed to do this, but I had my grandson. Yeah, and you know what? 
He had soccer. He had all this. So guess what? He takes a priority. Yeah. And I love that you appreciate things. Okay, we'll reschedule it for next week. And so unfortunately today, Jose couldn't be here. Um, the man, the man got him the down. Man, the man, but he missed a good is. one, and you know he might have he might have had a good couple. This would have been a three hour podcast if he was here. Shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be, he got a girl. I see. I met his daughter. Yeah, we yeah, met his shit. daughter. It's gonna be a thing. But uh, salute so much. Salute. Thank you so much for continuing to invite me. Hell yeah! Dude. I can't believe you do, but uh, it's my like, honor. I mean, you're pretty and, much the co-host um, of this thing. I, I, I gotta tell you what. Whenever you invite me to come and uh, when you have pulled pork and we do tacos at uh, at um, uh, the Seventh Tap, it's like a great Saturday for me. Yeah, I really I really enjoy it. And uh, people who don't know this about DJ, he's the most generous person in the world. He tries to pay people for helping him. I do it because I enjoy spending time with him and I need a break. Um, but he always. Brings a good tequila. We have we have a couple of drinks of tequila. We have some good. He lets me eat. He brings me, and not only that, he actually gives me like a bunch of pulled pork. And my wife's like, "You get your ass over there and you get that pulled pork," because my wife loves the pulled pork too. So, hell yeah, uh, dude. but hell yeah, salute, appreciate, right, it, man. man. Love you, man. Yes, I love you too. Thank you.